We, the church, welcome you this morning into this sacred space where we have the awesome privilege of entering into the presence of God, the Lord Almighty, who is reconciling himself to the world through Christ. We, the church, welcome you to stand this day at the foot of his throne so he may gaze upon you with love as his beloved child. We, the church, welcome you to, to worship in a way that emboldens you to speak up for the voiceless, that emboldens you to stand against injustice, that emboldens you to work tirelessly for peace. We, the church, welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. Let, Let us, us worship, worship God. God. I want to say something to everyone in a spirit of humility a spirit of meekness and a spirit of Christ-like love. There's chaos and calamity in the world and there's so much hurt and distrust. When police are killed, we need to say something. When black boys are killed, we need to say something. And when we don't say something, we're saying something. We have the spirit of redemption when we speak at our concerts, and our churches, I beg of you, let's ask the people that we are accountable to stand in front of to pray with us for healing. And life is taken in the name of hatred So hard to take And if we think that it's all good Then we're mistaken Cause my heart is breaking Tell it Are you left? Are you right? Pointing fingers, taking sides
that our families will come together right now and seek your face. You will forgive our sins and you'll heal our incredible land. In the name of the only Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Please join us in the responsive prayer of the day. Holy God, give us courage to resist the powers that oppress the poor. Open our ears to hear the cry of the needy. Teach us generosity for sharing the abundance of your creation. Open our minds to imagine an end to human strife. Grant us wisdom to pursue the ways of peace. Open our hearts to love our neighbors and our enemies near and far. Give us desire to embody the compassion of Christ. For the sake of the world, in the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Let's sing together, In Christ There Is No East or West. God's message as spoken through the prophet Amos, recognizing that our songs of praise become noise when not accompanied by acts of justice and righteousness for the marginalized. We the church recognize that we are in need of Christ's redeeming love daily so that God may reconcile us to himself and to one another. We the church 
recognize that as a body and as individual members of it are in need of confessing our sins, of being honest with our shortcomings, of giving voice to our failures. Therefore, blessed with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit, we are free to name our sin with utter honesty. Knowing that God desires a humble heart, we pray. Where do we begin, Lord God? We survey our world and see the inequity and violence, the death of innocence and the exploitation of the vulnerable. We would like to say that we do not participate in such blatant brutality, but when we do not work for justice, stand with the oppressed and speak truth to power, we perpetuate the very things you hate the most. Your prophets tell us plainly that our worship offends you when it is not accompanied by our care for others. We need your help, almighty God. We cannot right the wrongs of our world or cleanse the sin within our souls without your intervention. We come to you now, humbled, contrite, asking for your mercy and longing for your transformation. Amen. Jesus came offering abundant life for everyone. We are called to life and set free to live. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Change my heart, O oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O oh God, may I be today is taken from Matthew 25. I will be reading verses 31 through 46. Again, Matthew 25 verses 31 through 46. Let us prepare our hearts and our minds to hear and receive the word of the Lord. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. 
Then the righteous will say, they will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them saying, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on the left, depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. And then they will also say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Creator God, we thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, we're asking right now that you would open up our spiritual eyes so we might see you, if only a glimpse. Lord, I pray that you would open up our spiritual ears so we might hear from you, if but a word. Lord, I pray that you would open, that you would soften these hardened hearts so that we would receive your word this morning and receive all that you have for us so that we would be the church that you have called us to be. Lord, we pray these things in your precious son Jesus' name and let this body say together, amen. Good morning, church. Good morning, Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church. It is indeed a joy to be with you once again. And even though we are not gathered physically together on this day, we are gathered in spirit. And in God's spirit, that's a powerful thing. So I greet you on behalf of the Presbyterian Church, and I'm honored to worship with you this morning. The title or the theme of my message this morning is, What Does God Require of Us? At a June Presbytery meeting on last year, our Presbytery voted to be a Matthew 25 church. And what that means is we voted, we are saying that we are actively engaging the world around us. We are caring for the least of these. And the Matthew 25 vision has three components. The first one is building congregational vitality. The second one is dismantling structural racism. And the third one is eradicating systemic poverty. In less than a year after we voted to become a Matthew 25 Presbytery, who knew that we would be faced with this global crisis, COVID-19? Our nation has lost over 100,000 people from this pandemic. And we have been made aware from statistical data that people of color have been disproportionately 
contracting this virus for many reasons, including inadequate health care. Many of, of the words or the last words heard from the people who died from COVID-19 were, I can't breathe. In less than a year we, that we voted to become a Matthew 25 Presbytery, we're faced with a reality that has been a part of our country since its beginning. A black man, George Floyd, lost his life two weeks ago by the placement of a police officer's knee on the neck of Mr. Floyd for over eight minutes. One of the last words that we heard from Mr. Floyd was, I can't breathe. This scenario is not new to our black communities. The cries of injustice have come from many black mothers and fathers, many black grandmothers and grandfathers, and so on and so on. Church, where was the justice for Eric Garner? Church, where was the justice for Trayvon Martin? Church, where was the justice for Emmett Till? These are just a few names, and there are many names before Emmett Till, and there are many names between Emmett Till and George Floyd. Oh, here, people of God, your brothers and sisters in Christ are crying for justice. Here, oh, people of God, your brothers and sisters are crying out, I can't breathe. When the pain of injustice constantly bearing down on our necks, we can't breathe. God's word says to weep with those who are weeping. Many in the body of Christ are weeping this morning. So what does God require of us to do this moment with civil unrest in this time of mourning and weeping? Hear the prophet Micah say, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Do justice. Justice helps ensure that the wrongs will be ended and that the rights, rights will be upheld, which we will then be led into a society that is safe for everyone. Let me repeat that again. Justice helps ensure that wrongs will be ended and rights will be upheld, which will lead to a safer society for everyone. Love kindness. We are people of God. We are the body of Christ. We are the church. And we serve a God of love. And we should be all about that love and kindness to all human beings, to everyone that we meet, even those who do not look like us. And in church, we should walk humbly with our God. 
walk humbly with our God. God sees all of us as the same. There is no elite 1%. We are all the same in God's eyes. Nelson Mandela once said, it's a long walk to freedom. And this man would spend 27 years of his life in prison fighting against apartheid in South Africa. Black men and black women, children and teenagers, have marched for many decades for the right to be free. And let me make this clear that some of our white brothers and sisters, Asian brothers and sisters, Hispanic brothers and sisters marched along with us for the right for us to have the same rights as our white brothers and sisters. And we are still marching today. It's a long walk to freedom. This is a reality of many in our Presbyterian denomination feeling like we are not seeing any justice. This is a reality for some of us, some of our people in our presbytery. Church, this is a reality for me and my two sons. So you ask, where is the hope? On yesterday, our clergy was invited to a march downtown Detroit and it was for clergy people, faith leaders, and it was an interfaith and an ecumenical march for justice. The mayor of Highland Park and the mayor of Detroit were there. Governor Whitmer and Lieutenant Governor Gilcrest was there. And when I arrived, my heart was touched by the many people that I laid my eyes on, male and female, young and not so young, and most importantly, many people from different backgrounds joining a march, acknowledging racism still exists through the injustice in this country against black and brown people. The good news is the church is coming forward and making her voice heard to the injustice of a people. While marching is not new, our prayer is this time, let the outcome be different. Remove the knee from the neck of an oppressed people. The hope became more personal for me as I looked closer at that group and realized that many of those standing in the sun waiting for this march, which seemed like to me the seven-mile march to begin, as I look closer, I begin to see Presbytery leaders from the Presbytery of Detroit. And these were not brown people or black people. These were my white brothers and sisters in Christ who were saying, we stand with you. We march with you. And many of them had signs that said, Black Lives Matter and injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. This gave me hope and it still gives me hope that they are weeping with people of color. They, they were weeping with me and mourning with me. So I was encouraged on yesterday when I had my brothers and sisters marching with me for justice. 
It brought me joy and it filled me with hope that we as the body of Christ stand for justice in those moments when it is neither convenient nor comfortable. Brothers and sisters, the time is now and the day is today for us to stand up and be the church that God is calling us to be. Hear God say, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. God wants to heal our land today. If we, the church, would just do what God has called us to do, and that, that is to care for the least of these. And brothers and sisters, I believe that we can do it. With God's help and with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be the church that God is calling us to be for such a time as this. We have sat in these pews for many years, for many a Sunday, hearing God's word proclaimed. We have been prepared for this moment. And now that we have been closed or not permitted to have in-person worship, we're forced to go ye therefore and be out in the world and be the church. God is saying today is the day and the time is now. People are saying, where's the church? We are the church. I am the church. You are the church. So I'm asking right now that you would stand up, that you would stand up with people who are hurting, that you would do justice, that you would love mercy, and that you would walk humbly with our God. Brothers and sisters, I am encouraged and I am filled with hope today because I know that God has called us, that God has chosen us for a reason. So it's time for us to step into that call and be the church that God wants us to be. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Creator God, the diversity and intricacy of creation astounds and awes us. As you make of us new creations, move us to see ourselves not as consumers of the world's resources, but as those who tend and nurture the earth's gifts. Lord Christ, you come not to condemn, but to save. You shone light in the darkness, flooded the cosmos with grace and truth. You fed the hungry, healed the sick, sought out the lost, and ate with sinners. No one was beyond your concern. You regarded the unseen, touched those long marginalized, and had compassion even for those who could not bring themselves to leave what they knew in order to follow you. Your mercy stuns us. Your love astounds us. Your command to love others renders us wholly dependent on your power to work within us. In a season filled with fear and overrun with death, we plead for your intervention. 
Grant us your peace that passes understanding and then enable us to be the peacemakers we are to be in our families, communities, and country. As your body in this world, help us to be ambassadors of reconciliation and stewards of your mysteries in the places most in need of your compassion and justice. Holy Spirit, when you possess us, we cannot help but be in relationship with the whole of humanity. When your wind blows, we are swept up in God's salvation plan to bring unity, wholeness, and abundant life to each and every corner of creation. When your flames burn, we see with clarity our complicity with sinful systems and our personal participation in inflicting pain on others. May your refining fire burn away all that prevents us from fully following Jesus Christ and illumine the way we are to go. Enliven our discipleship and send us out to preach, teach, baptize, feed, tend, heal, advocate for the least, seek out the lost, and stand with the oppressed until death and pain and crying are no more. We make our prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, using the words our Savior taught us to pray, saying, Our, our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The triune God follows us with goodness and with mercy, seeks us out when we are lost, welcomes us when we come home, and stops at nothing to be in a relationship with us. There is nothing we could do or say, offer or give, that would adequately show our gratitude. We also know that God accepts whatever we give in faith, blesses it, uses it. In thanksgiving and in joy, we worship God with our morning offering.
Let us pray. Lord, you require of us to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with you. We pray that these gifts represent our desire to be faithful in our daily living. We ask that you would bless our offerings, not just of our money, but of ourselves, in order to make of us the salt and light in the world you call us to be. May these gifts further your will for justice, love, and peace. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. In the power of the risen Christ and the hope of his coming, we, the church, see the promise of God's renewal of humankind's life in society and of God's victory over all wrong. We see it through Christ's life, his service, his suffering, his crucifixion, his resurrection. We, the church, recognize God's reconciling work in Jesus Christ and the mission of reconciliation to which he has called his church is at the heart of the gospel in any age. Our generation stands in peculiar need of reconciliation. We, the church, as children of God, turn to the scripture as our source for guidance and direction, seeking God's will for all believers. We echo the words of King Solomon and see the oppression that is taking place under the sun. We see the tears of the oppressed. We see that power is on the side of the oppressors. And we declare today that the church will be their comforter. We, the church, pray the prayers of Jesus as he prays that all might be one and that all might give glory to God through the hand of friendship and peace that all might be protected by the power of God's holy name, that all might be recognized as God's beloved children. We, the church, echo the words of the prophet Micah and implore one another to act with justice for all, to love mercy for all, and to move in step with God with all humility, grace, and love. We, the church, recognize that we hold the treasure of the gospel of Jesus Christ in clay jars and that God will not waste this pandemic coupled with this season of suffering. God will use our broken, battered lives, these clay pots, to usher in a better and brighter day. We, the church, declare freedom for all of God's children, for it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We will not use our freedom to enslave others. Rather, we will serve one another humbly in love. For Christ has reminded us that the entire law has been fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. We, the church, in this moment, declare this solemn and sure truth for all of humanity, that in Christ there is no East or West, neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for we are, we are all one in Christ. We are all beloved children of God.
This prayer was written by Brian Kolodicek and prayed daily by Mother Teresa following the receiving of the Sacrament of Communion. A prayer to be the hands and feet of Christ. Dear Jesus, help us. Help us to spread your fragrance wherever we go. Flood our souls with your spirit and your life. Penetrate and possess our whole being so utterly that our lives may only be a radiance of yours. Shine. Shine through us and be so in us that every soul we come in contact with may feel your presence in our souls. Let them look up. Let them look up and see no longer us, but only you. Stay. Stay with us, and then we will begin to shine as you shine, so to shine and be a light to others. And that light, oh Jesus, will be all from you, and none of it will be from us. It will be you. It will be you shining on others through us. Let us thus praise you in the way you love best by shining your light on those around us. Let us preach. Let us preach you without preaching, not by our words, but by our example, by that catching force, the sympathetic influence of what we do, the evident fullness of the love our hearts bear to you. Dear Jesus, help us. Help us spread your fragrance wherever we go. Amen. Hear these words from Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. 
And now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and lift us from the dark valley of despair to the mountains of hope, from the midnight of desperation to the daybreak of joy, to him be power and authority forever and ever. Amen. You are the body of Christ. May you have the heart of Christ, tender for mercy. May you have the eyes of Christ to see a world in need. May you have the feet of Christ to bring good news. Go in peace and God go with you. One day there'll be no more waiting left for our souls. One day there'll be no more children longing for home. One day when the kingdom comes right here where we stand, we will see the promised land. Mm. One day there'll be no more lives taken too soon. One day there'll be no more need for a hospital. One day every tear that falls will be wiped by his hand. We will see the promised land. Brought to an end, we will see the promised land.